Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Father, we just thank you. We worship you. We uh, give you all of the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. God, we cannot go a day without acknowledging that we need you. We need your love. We need your mercy. We need your grace. We need your strength. We need your joy. We need everything uh, that you have to offer us. God, we just pray right now, even as we enter into this uh, soaping session, God, that your spirit would be here because we need your revelation. God, reveal your word to us. Make it come alive to us. Help us to understand, illuminate it to us so that we can receive it and not just receive it, but apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Okay, we are going to be book of Exodus chapter 19. I'm reading in the New International, the NIV version, and it reads like this. On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. Verse 7. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together, we will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord. Verse 9, the Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord that the people, what the people had said. And the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day, because on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Verse 12, put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, be careful that you do not approach the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. They are to be stoned or shot with arrows. 
not a hand is to be laid on them. No person or animal shall be permitted to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, may they approach the mountain. Verse 14. After Moses had gone down the mountain to the people, he consecrated them and they washed their clothes. Then he said to the people, prepare yourselves for the third day. Abstain from sexual relations. Verse 16. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it with fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and, a whole, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. The Lord descended to the top of the Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up, and the Lord said to him, Go down and warn the people so they do not force their way through to see the Lord, and many of them perish. Even the priests who approach the Lord must consecrate themselves, or the Lord will break out against them. Verse 23, Moses said to the Lord, the people cannot come up the mountain, Mount Sinai because you yourself warned us, put limits around the mountain and set it apart as holy. The Lord replied, go down and bring Aaron up with you, but the priests and the people must not force their way through to come up to the Lord or he will break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them amen amen as usual go ahead and put in the comments what stuck out to you what stuck out to you so we're here in exodus chapter 19. uh verse one lets us know that this was the first day of the third month which means that they had spent three months trying to arrive to this very place it's been three months of journeying through the desert through the wilderness um, trying to arrive to the place that God, the mountain that God actually told Moses that he would lead his people to, right? If you remember in Exodus chapter 3, verse 12, God told Moses that the sign to him, the sign that he was going to give to him, is that when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Mount Sinai was the very mountain that Moses experienced the experience that he had with God in the burning bush, and it was three months before he was able to lead the people of Israel to that place, right? Along the way, they have seen God's deliverance from Egypt. They have been uh, given victory at the Red Sea when God completely destroyed the Egyptian army and swallowed up the Egyptian army in the Red Sea. Uh, they have been led and guided every step of the way. God was leading them by day through a pillar of a cloud. Through a pillar of cloud, uh, He was leading them by night as a pillar of fire. Right? They're seeing God do incredible, miraculous things. Uh, even through their grumbling, 
God has been gracious to them and he's miraculously providing them with food and water and uh, protection even because they prayerfully defeated uh, the Amalekites up until this point. So they finally get to this place called Mount Sinai, the desert of Sinai. And after the Bible says in verse two, that after they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain, right? This is the moment that Moses is seeing God's word, God's promise fulfilled up until this point, right? But then in verse three, we see, it says, then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself, right? I want you, if you can, to just circle the letter I in there, right? When it says, you yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and you yourselves have seen how I carried you and brought you to myself. I think it's always good. God will always bring us to a point where we have to reflect and remember everything that he has done for us because i think in remembering and reflecting we're able to give god the credit that he's due i think something important that we have to do is never forget that it was god who delivered us that it was god who carried us that it was god who brought us out i think it is good to reflect and remember that you did not make it to where you are today on your own right? It was God who stepped in. It was God who delivered. It was God who provided. It was God who carried you. It was God who brought you out to himself. The job that you have is because God has allowed you to have the job. The final blessing, the financial blessings that you have is because God has allowed you to have the financial blessing. The deliverance that you have experienced is because God has delivered you from your addiction, from your pornography addiction, from your drug addiction, from your alcoholism, from that unhealthy relationship that you should have never been involved in. God is the one who has delivered you out of the issues that have kept you bound up, that have kept you locked up, that have kept you imprisoned, that have kept you isolated, that have kept you enslaved, that have kept you in bondage. It was God who did it. The fact that you are a part of Fusion Church, can I just tell you, you didn't bring yourself to Fusion Church. It was God who brought you to Fusion Church, right? Reflecting and remembering all the things that God has done in your life allows us to better give credit to where credit is due. And I think it's also good to understand that there's a purpose for deliverance. Right. And that the purpose of deliverance is to always bring you into relationship. Look at what he said to them. He says, you yourself have seen what I did to Egypt. How I defeated your enemy. Right. And how I carried you 
on eagle's wings. That's deliverance. That's God saying, I have carried you out of your bondage into freedom for the sake of bringing you to myself. He says, I, how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. The purpose of God taking you out of your issue. The purpose of God taking you out of dysfunction. The, the purpose of God taking you out of your addiction. The purpose of God taking you out is to bring you in. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of God taking you out is to bring you into relationship with him. The sad reality is that too many people, you know, oftentimes we believe that it is bad circumstances that pull us away from God. And I think that if we were really honest, the truth is that oftentimes what pulls us away from God is comfort, it's ease, it's happiness, it's all the provision. You know what I mean? Like, I love that complacency. It The sad reality is that many times we forget about what God has done. And when God does something great in our lives, we end up actually getting further away from him because we do not understand that the reason why God delivers us and brings us out of stuff, out of our mess, out of our out of our junk, out of our uh, addictions, out of our uh, unhealthy relationships, out of our uh, away from our idols, is to bring us into this amazing, life-giving freedom in relationship with Him. Right? You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you how God carried you on his wings and brought you to himself. God always takes us out to bring us in, right? The purpose of deliverance is always to bring you into relationship, always to bring you into relationship. Verse five says, now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasure, right? I love this because what it means is that deliverance and relationship require wholehearted obedience. I'll say that again. Deliverance and relationship require wholehearted obedience. He says, now, if you obey me, fully and keep my covenant see what we have to understand is that half-hearted obedience is no obedience at all when god calls us to do something when god asks something of us when god calls us into covenant with him he wants all of our obedience he wants all of our surrender he wants all of our trust. Why? Because half-hearted obedience 
is no obedience. Half-hearted surrender is no surrender. Half-hearted trust is no trust, right? Like I've often communicated and I've heard others say that he is either Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. God is either Lord of all of our lives or he is not Lord at all in our lives. That's why we have to be careful to fully obey, to fully obey, right? Because deliverance of relationship require wholehearted obedience. But in the same way that God requires wholehearted obedience, with wholehearted obedience goes wholehearted blessings, right? God's blessing is tied to full obedience, right? Because he says, now, if you obey me and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. And he says, although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words to speak to Israel. So the reason why God desires a heart that is fully surrendered, fully committed, and fully obedient is because there is a plan and a destiny for their lives. What is that plan? Number one, that we would be his treasured possession. That the people of Israel would be his treasured possession. You and I are his treasured possession, right? But not only that, he says, you will be for me a kingdom of priests. Now, this is important because we tend to believe that there's this idea that when you think of the priesthood, you think there's like this kind of like hierarchy, right? In the Old Testament, the priests were the only ones that were able to enter into the presence of God. They were the only ones that can walk and function in the tabernacle. Um, They were the only ones that could function and offer sacrifices and do the burnt offering sacrifices in the temple. Like the priests were the ones who had all of the connection and the authority and the uh, ability to function in the presence of God. But God's desire and purpose, if you look at this, was to make them an entire kingdom of priests, meaning an entire kingdom, a group of people who had access to God, who could approach God, who could offer up sacrifices to God, who could serve God. And that is his will, his purpose, his destiny for our lives, is that each and every one of us would have a relationship with with him, would have access to him, could approach him, could come boldly before his throne, offering sacrifices, offering worship, offering uh, our, our offerings and our gifts and our talents and our time and our treasures unto him. His purpose and destiny the entire time was for each and every one of us to do that, but for also, for also, for each and every one of us to be a holy nation, a people that is set apart unto him, All right? So 
What is that destiny for our lives? Number one, that we would be his people. Number two, that we would be a people that love him, have access to him, are connected to him, uh, could worship him, could offer up sacrifices to him, but also that we would be a people that is set apart from the culture, from the world, from anything this world has to offer, right? To be a people that is set apart from the world. That's what being a holy nation means, right? And we see that in the book of First Peter when he says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, you know, a peculiar, special people. And that's his desire for each and every one of us, right? It says, as it continues in verse 7, so Moses went back up, back down, and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. The people all responded together, we will do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought their answer back to the Lord, and the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking and you with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people have said. In other words, God's just saying, hey, all right, now that we're on the same page, I'm going to come down. I'm going to speak to you in a dense cloud for the sole purpose of ensuring that people know that I am your God, that you are my person, that I have chosen you, that I have called you, that I have elected you, that I have purposed you, and that they would put their trust in you, right? Moses is like, cool, awesome. I told the people what you said. The people responded. And then it says, the Lord said to Moses, verse 10, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day because on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people, put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, be careful that you do not approach the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. They are to be stoned or shot with arrows. Not a hand is to be laid on them. No person or animal shall per be permitted to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds as long as a long blast, may, the, may they approach the mountain. So there's a couple of things here. Number one, God is holy, and therefore he should be approached as such right? God is holy. Therefore, he should be approached as such. What do I mean by that? The Bible in the book of Proverbs says that the beginning of wisdom, that fear, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need to have a holy fear. There needs to be a reference, right? We can't just approach God any old way. That's why God always, always, always sets boundaries perimeters, lines, standards, right? Because he is a holy God. His desire for his people is that they would be holy as he is holy. And therefore, we cannot allow, hear me when I say this, we cannot allow our obedience to be dictated by our feelings. Here's what I mean by that. You got to understand the context. How would you react if you saw God 
show up. Thunder, lightning, clouds. You heard the voice of God speaking. The emotionalism, the desire of people would, that would want to rush in and, and speak to God. And, but God understands, and God always understood, that we could not be a people who's, who functions through or under emotionalism or feelings. There's always boundaries. There's always guardrails. There's always standards. And the standard for God is I am holy. Therefore, you must be holy if you're going to approach me. You cannot go past this line. I am asking you to trust me, to obey me. And that's the other thing is obedience requires trust. Obedience requires trust. Obedience requires trust, right? Because God wanted to use Moses to speak to the people, they had to trust that what Moses said to them was what God was saying, right? And so he said, set the boundaries. If anybody approaches, that person is to be put to death, right? And then he says in verse uh, 14, after Moses had gone down the mountain to the people, he consecrated them, verse 14, he consecrated them and they washed their clothes. Then he said to the people, prepare yourselves for the third day, abstain from sexual relations, right? Verse 16, on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and every and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. There's just fear, right? Then Moses said, Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace. And the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder and louder, Moses spoke and the voice of God answered. So what you see here is the power of God, the authority of God on display for everyone to see. And you know what's amazing to me is you would think that the people of Israel, having experienced all of these crazy, miraculously, a miraculous, glorious things, that they wouldn't go through the cycles that they did, right? Like, I'm telling you right now, if this were me, and I saw a mountain with smoke and fire, you, you ain't getting me to do nothing. <laughs> Whatever I hear from that cloud and that fire, I ain't doing it. I'm good. I'm chilling. God, whatever you say, <laughs> I, I ain't playing with you, right? <laughs> Just frozen in awe. I love that. Frozen in awe. It's true, right? But it says, uh, the Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai, and he called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up, and the Lord said to him, go down and warn the people. Now he's warning them again, right? Now, you have to understand, this chapter actually ties into the next chapter, where you're going to see what happens Right, but he says, go to the people again and uh, go down and warn the people so they do not force their way through to see the Lord and many of them perish. 
Even the priests who approach the Lord must consecrate themselves or the Lord will break break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, the people cannot come up Mount Sinai because you yourself warned us, put limits around the mountain and set it apart as holy. The Lord replied, go down and bring Aaron up with you. And I think this is huge, right? The Lord will always ask us to bring someone up with us. Who is that Aaron in your life that God is asking you to disciple, to bring into his presence, to raise up, right? Who's that Aaron in your life that God is asking you to partner with? And he said to Moses, go down and bring up, bring Aaron up with you. But the priests and the people must not force their way through to come up to the Lord or he will break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them in the next chapter, we're going to see what happens when God calls Moses up to the mountain. Moses spends time with the Lord and the people just go crazy because they could not trust what God was doing with Moses. And so we'll, we'll pick up there in the next soap. That's going to be on Monday. But um, I really want to challenge us, right? What is the God asking us to obey in? Half-hearted obedience is no obedience at all, right? Half-hearted trust is no trust at all. If God is not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. And if we want to walk in the blessings, in the purpose, in the destiny of everything that God has for us, we have to trust him. We have to obey him and we have to follow him in everything that he asks us to do. Amen. Amen. Well, let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you uh, for what you're doing, not just in future Fusion Church, God, but I thank you for what you're doing in each and every one of our lives as individuals. God, I pray um, that we would learn to obey you fully, God, so that we could walk in the fullness and the purpose and the destiny of what you have for our lives. God, help us to see you in the fullness of your glory, the fullness of your majesty, the fullness of your authority, um, so that we could walk in obedience and trust and faith in you and stay committed to the words that you have for us, stay committed to the, to the covenants that you have for us. God, help us to see those people uh, that you're asking us to bring up to the mountain with us, to bring up to the mountain, uh, to be in your presence and to be disciples, God. And so, Lord, I pray as we go into this weekend uh, that you would be with us, uh, that we would see incredible life change stories, uh, that we would see people make decisions to, to follow you, to love you, to obey you. I pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Please keep me in prayer as we come into this weekend um, and pray that the Lord would heal my voice and my throat in Jesus' name. Love you guys. I'll be seeing you guys next week. God bless you.